turned on. I got red lights everywhere, so we're ready to go. <laughs> it's the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, careful now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rich, and welcome to the Scuttlebutt Podcast. And I'm Sandy Mellon, and once again, you are joining us in our basement living room. And as I look out across the landscape of this living room, I see a lot of vacuuming that needs to be done. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be packed up before we can vacuum. Mm. And that, Whose job is that? Well, mine. But part of it is that there's a whole bunch of guns out there and, and uh, ammunition and all that. And that's all going to be packed up. But somebody I know is still shooting on the range practicing. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. One more night of practice and then we got to pack everything up while you have to clean everything. No. no. You no. don't have to clean it. I cleaned we yesterday. Just ha- we just have to pack it. Yeah. And then we've got a new adventure that we're going to tell you about later. But um, I heard a rumor that... You know, not only big do you announcement. Have, well, no. Uh, well, yes, but no, because I'm still on the vacuuming kick. Because I, <laughs> I did, I did hear a rumor once that somebody vacuums. Oh, get off it! It's true. Hey, I, it's it. You know, I'm going to lose my man card. Nah. Look at this. Look, it just look, look at this guy. Who's going to believe that this guy vacuums? Huh? Yeah. Well, uh, rug, rug, he, rugged, rugged. He does. I'm just Aaron telling wearing, you, wearing a ladies. Fur hat. <laughs> You should be envious of me, because he does vacuum. Even does dishes. Oh, and he cooks. Get off it. I know. All I have to do is show up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but we do, you're right, have, um, we have great news to share. Yeah. Uh, we are finally, um, you know, we've had a lot of, lot of people requested it, and we've been working hard on it. But we are going to air on Pursuit Network in the United States. Yeah, starting the first week of July. Um, I always like to say it's July first, but it really isn't. So, and it's not um, it's not Independence Day down there either. So that's you can't celebrate July first in Canada is Canada Day, so it's our Independence Day, and it's not July fourth because that's your U.S. Independence Day. It's um, this year, the first Saturday is July the sixth. Yep. And uh, our time is 6.30 p.m. on Saturdays. Eastern uh, time. Eastern time. And we're yep. so we're airing uh, quarters three and four. Yes. Just one airing a week, so be, be prepared to set your DVR. <laughs> is that the new term for VCR? <laughs> what did I say? Did I? S- <laughs> you said DVR. Well, digital video recorder. Okay. <laughs> Proper terms, dear. Proper, Proper terms. terms, yes. I know, I know. Everybody we talk to, I mean, it's still, uh, well, I taped it. I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> Nobody's used We tape. all know what you mean. Yeah. It's all good. No judgments. No judgments at all. We're just very grateful when people watch. And if you want to watch us by um, taping us, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> or setting your DVR. Either way. Yeah. I, we're very excited. We've been dealing with the folks at, uh, at Pursuit Channel. And they are... Uh, they're very excited to have us down there. They they figured that feel that uh, the show is going to be very well received. Yeah, I know that uh, we're going to be able to to uh, be up to date. It's going to be the same stuff that we're airing right now in Canada, and we will start with uh, episode one in that first week and go right through the through uh, all thirteen episodes in in quarter three and then repeating quarter four. But that's going to keep it very up to date. Where otherwise, when when we were going to uh, Amazon Prime, there was a better part of a year's worth there was a delay yeah Yeah. so uh, this is a great relationship and it's been established because pursuit network in the u.s bought into wild tv in canada and so now it's known as wild pursuit yep 
in Canada, and that has allowed us to establish some uh, a really cool relationship with Pursuit, and they like what we're doing. So we hope that our that our U.S. viewers who haven't seen us on any of our other methods of watching us are able to watch us on Pursuit in the U.S. Well, that's one of the neat things about Pursuit in the U.S. is that it's uh, it's usually on basic cable. Yes. So if, if you have cable, you have Pursuit. It's not right. a specially channel, uh, which is good. Because yep. it, it it makes us uh, that much more accessible to absolutely to the everyday common f- people just like us. That's yes, we're everyday and common. I d- heavy I'm com- on common. I'm common. I'm common. <laughs> <laughs> heavy on common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's what surprises a lot of people about about who we are is that we're just who you see on TV is who we are in in our basic lives and when we're sitting in our basement living room or anywhere else. You know, what, I mean, just, we talk about uh, the relationship that we're building now with Pursuit Channel yeah. and, and the folks down there. So now we're dealing with the folks in Alabama, and God bless you. I guess some people have to live there. <laughs> they talk Careful. About, they, well, they're talking about how hot it is and the, and the humidity, and I'm thinking, I'd die. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I'd die. Well, I'd get arrested first because there's only so many clothes you can take off before you get arrested. That's true. <laughs> Here we have to put on layers, even in the summer, because it's, you know, even when there's green grass outside, it's mosquito season. Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. You get rid of the cold. You can take off a jacket for about 30 seconds, and then the mosquitoes are out. Well, it's, it's very true because it literally, usually it quits snowing the same day that the first mosquito shows up. Yeah, usually. Up. <laughs> usually. And if it isn't mosquitoes, the other season that we're known for up here uh, in the Great White North where we live is construction season. Yeah. So that's cool because there's, um, there's paving going on on the highway that's just at our gate uh, for our property. So there's always, uh, you know, it's a very short season that, that doesn't have any frost or snow or anything like that. So one thing I want to talk about though, is, is these folks in Alabama that we're dealing with and, and they are so polite. They call yes. you Miss Sandy all the time. I don't know what they call me behind my back, but <laughs> they call you Miss Sandy well, all the time. Well, it's good that they say that to my face. I love the Miss part. It's all good. <laughs> one, one fellow was talking about, uh, I shot some promos for them and, uh, you know, sent it off to them. This was would have been in um, April, mm-hmm. yeah, first of first of April. Also, it's still winter here. I mean, serious serious winter. Yeah. I I was on the ice. Uh, I'd cut a hole in the lake and and. Ah yes, people don't believe that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the one the one fellow talked to me. He says, "I can't believe." He says, "How cold it is there." And he says, "You know, you look like you got much clothes on." And I laughed. And he says, "What do you laugh about?" I said, "Well, if you look close, uh, I don't have a toque on. You can see I'm sweating." And he said, "What?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "My forehead's a little bit shiny. I'm sweating." <laughs> he, he, he says, "I just lay down and die in the, in the snow like that." And I said, "Oh, well, you do our... have to be hardy." I yeah. will say that. Yeah, yeah it was it, it it was it was pretty funny. And then another guy was talking about. He says, "Why is it so noisy when you walk?" I said, "Well, if you notice, it it depends on the temperature uh, yes. of that day. And so the colder it is, the noisier the snow is. Like yeah. it really, really loud, and noisy to to walk. And we don't even notice it anymore." But no. people who watch this show do. Well, I do notice it a lot in the edit suite oh. because I got to try and I got to try <laughs> and dampen that out, and especially I, I'm not, you know, me and my mouth. I mean, I I walk yes, through I life, do, but my mouth actually. opens up and stuff falls out. But of course, <laughs> I, I'm never bright enough to to uh, 
not be walking and doing it. So you hear all this crunching, and then I got to try and separate my voice out of that, out of all that crunching. That sounds like fun. This uh, the one one fellow was 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 asking me about the cold and all that. I says, well, I says, in the first show you're going to see here, the the first one that's going to run in July is is uh, snaring wolves. And I says, well, I said actually, you can tell how cold it is because when I turn the animal over, he's so stiff, he sounds like wood. Yeah. You know, he brushes against yep. the snow and he just sounds just like wood, like you, like literally that yeah. hard. That's how cold it is. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, it gets plenty cold. And we had uh, a very cold winter this year. Oh, yeah. We, we've talked lots about that. that. And it's over and done with now. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we've forgotten all about it until next year. It's just about but, June. So we got, we got part... another, another week of summer left here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, we should at least wait till summer solstice yeah. and, and then it can be good. But... One of the other things I was going to say about uh, us moving down to the U.S. in terms of, of having the show air there is that a couple of our sponsors are coming with us down there, which is really exciting. Oh, yeah. Old Smoke's Coffee, of course. Yeah. Uh, and he's, his mail order is doing really, really good. Yeah. Which, by the way, in a shameless plug, we have a promo code with them. And yeah. if you want to try Old Smoke's Coffee, uh, especially, I mean, smoke roasted coffee is just incredible. I mean, it, it was made for us outdoors people. But just uh, www.oleSmokesCoffee.com and use the, the promo code Trapping Inc., all one word. I-N-C, yep. not I-N-K. Yeah. And you will save 10%. Now, there's a shameless plug over. There's a shameless plug and Tim should be happy. <laughs> and then the, uh, the other sponsor who's coming with us is Range Road. Who, um, Range Road Enterprises. Range yes. Road Enterprises. They they have some incredible sawmills and splitters and wood processors. Yep, wood processors. His is the kind of store that when you walk into it, you're so damn proud to be a man. <laughs> I think he's been sniffing too much sawdust, really. Oh no, no, that's pure testosterone. <laughs> when you walk in there, you go, big old suck it in, and you, and the, and there's two stroke smell, the smell of two stroke and chain oil and you know bar oil and and. Uh, mm. I think somebody that, just found his little piece of heaven. Oh, I love it! I, he, he has he has sawmills and he has uh, wood splitters and he has wood processors and he had pellet makers for oh, pellet stoves. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the I coolest. forgot about the pellet. I'm I'm, I'm going to have have one of them later. We'll, well, we had a splitter and a wood processor up yep. here this winter, and uh, I think we've talked about this before. But we had a, a log truck load yeah. of birch wood delivered to our yard when was that january end of january no 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 it came in november oh well i lost a couple of months okay so end of november (laughs) it sat there in a big pile of logs for a while because it took a while to kind of get organized to get out there but now i'm staring out the window down here at this huge pile of split birch which is going to be very nice for this winter burning in the house yeah, well, I I have all kinds of buddies that have come out of the the woodwork that, <laughs> that that figured that I've got too much, and I I tell them, well, yeah, if they want to part with some coin, <laughs> everything's for sale for the right price. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, friend of mine, um, you've just been cleaning some guns, and a friend of mine asked me if I'd clean his gun. <laughs> And I said, not if you drop it off at the bank. They yeah. frown on those kinds of things walking in the door. So, you know, we've got lots of things that we're, we're undertaking this year. And, um, and the smell of cleaning oil has also been in the house because we've been doing quite a lot of shooting yeah. in preparation for our next exciting announcement. And that is we're going back to Africa. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're going with uh, Guy Swart, uh, our, our best buddy from uh, South Africa in the Eastern Cape. Yeah. Uh, Guy has Wild Horizon uh, Expeditions. We probably should know that. I, it's Wild Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to love us for yeah. this. Anyway. Um, no, Guy has a has a very nice outfit, and he's got great guides, and this is our third trip back with him. But exciting for me, uh, exciting for us, actually. It's the first time that we've gone with another couple or anyone else who will be with us, because normally when we, when we go, it's just Rich and I and the traveling roadshow as it is, um, and, we, and we connect with the... With, uh, professional hunter, a PH there, who's part of Guy's Enterprise. And Guy, of course, comes along and usually a tracker. And and we just kind of gallop down the road doing whatever we, whatever we please. But Most of the time, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's funny because the first time we went and, and Guy wanted to know, you know, what we, what we wanted for an itinerary. And we said, I don't care. We yeah. just want to have some fun. Yeah. And and so then he said, that was the greatest thing ever. It was so easy to organize. Because he could just plan everything. He yeah. didn't care. Yeah, now he says it's not so easy. Yeah, now <laughs> it's not so easy because this is the third trip over there. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that we want to do differently. But so there's other couples coming with us, and they're good friends of ours. And uh, they don't live in the same area as us any longer, but that's how we met them. They live out um, on the coast of British Columbia. And so they're meeting us there and then, but, oh, this, we're going to Zimbabwe first to Victoria Falls and um, some of the highest waterfalls in the world there. I'm going to have a little nap here while she carries on about this. After that, we get to go So fun. So listen, (laughs) one of the things that I really wanted to do, and you guys have to look this up, it's called the Devil's Pool. Um, It is... In low water times, unfortunately, we're not going to be there in low water times. But in low water times, you can get into this pool that's right on the edge of the falls. And you can swim over. Apparently, you have to be a good swimmer. So I don't think this is going to work. But you have to, you you can swim over to the end. You can look right (laughs) over the edge of the falls. I think that would just be you, so you just much fun. You just in a shower and you want to go do this. Like, I mean. Well, I'd have a rope. I'd have a rope. Um, so anyway, that's what we're doing first. And then we fly back to Johannesburg Joker. and we connect with Guy and his wife yes. and Guy's sister and her husband, along with our friends Terry and Anna. And the eight of us apparently are jumping in a van and we're driving to Kruger National Park where Guy's sister Liz is a game warden Yeah, and apparently knows all the nooks and crannies to go to, and she has graciously agreed to be our bit of a tour guide. And well, and Guy does both the hunting safaris and the photo safaris, yes. and mostly the photo safaris are people from Holland and and uh, Denmark, those kind of places. But they don't have the uh, history of hunting. Uh, yeah, he loves loves Canadians and Americans because because we're hunters. Yes, uh, I do remember now the uh, his website is Wild Horizon. Right. Okay. And it, and you're just you're gonna have to search Wild Horizon, not Wild Horizons, because there is yeah. somebody that tried to yeah. piggyback so on him. So without the S. Yeah, just Wild Horizon. Um, and, and Guy then, Swart. If you if you Google Wild Horizon Guy Swart, you'll you'll end up on his website. But he's um, he's 
been a friend of ours for about eight or nine years now. Yep. He comes to Canada regularly. Um, he's got a, a huge following of people. It, it's just one of the one of the nicest uh, areas to go to and completely safe. And that's the other thing that we should talk about in terms yeah. of South Africa, because there's always something that people find that's, that says South Africa is a dangerous place to go. And, and I would agree with you if you're going to hang out in Johannesburg or, or some of the other large cities. Um, I remember specifically a few years ago when Guy was at the Edmonton Boat and Sportsman Show with us, he came over with a lady in tow and he said, he was a little exasperated and he said, <laughs> Sandy, would you please tell this lady, did you ever feel um, unsafe or, um, or threatened in any, in any manner when you were in South Africa, when you visited us in South Africa? And I said, absolutely not. Immediately, there's just no thought involved. And she said, but, but there's all this stuff in the news about South Africa. And I said, okay. But this year, Edmonton is the murder capital of Canada, and you still came to Edmonton to come to the sportsman show. So that kind of put it in um, in a in a way that that she could understand that you know if you go to bad areas in any city, you're probably going to run into some trouble. But when you're with people who know where to go yeah. and where not to go. Um, and are very well versed in the languages spoken in South Africa because there are many dialects that are spoken in South Africa. Huge, and, like yeah. 41 official languages. Yeah. Um, so these guys speak, I don't know, five or six different languages, the most common languages, but there's never any, there's never any issues. And so we're really, no. we're really glad that we're it's going all, again it, with them. It, once again, it's all in how you spin stuff, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's not about the news; it's about the narrative. There was just a, a poll released: the twenty five most dangerous towns and cities in Canada. Twenty three of them are in Alberta. Oh, hooray! Yeah. The, the the one we live outside of, <laughs> Grand Prairie, was number yeah. seven. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> but I go to Grand Prairie every day to work, so exactly. there you go. There's not it, much to be threatened with there, but no. we um we always have a really nice time with Guy. We have to tell, now this is not being rude, but we have to tell our, our, our favorite mistaken language story. Oh, yes. So the last time we were there, we were, we were up in the Kalahari Desert, which just on the fringe, because the, real, the, the, the desert desert part of it where there's no vegetation at all is, is more in Namibia than it is in South Africa. But we were on the fringe of it where there's still a little bit of vegetation and we were staying on this property where where they have a camp set up and it's there's two stories here that are fun. One is about language, the other one's about how you don't leave a Canadian in charge of fire. So we'll talk about the language one first. So we went um I forgot we, about that. <laughs> we went to the farmhouse and uh, there was a um, a small native man there. I, th I think and, it was probably a bushman. Yeah, probably and he spoke he spoke rapidly at us, and we didn't understand a word because he speaks Klosser, and Klosser is a, uh, a series of clicks. Yeah, basically, there's a and, lot. Of and try as we might, um, there uh, there's a big miss between the English language and Klosser. However, um, so it was Clint that was with us. Yeah, he was um, a PH. And one of the things we got talking about because I mean we we always hear about apartheid and how badly. Blacks are treated and, and, and or were and, treated or or were yeah in during apartheid and I, and I said you know we haven't seen any of this I mean we're Canadians we're 
we're, we're, we're nosy. Far removed. Oh, we're, and we're nosy people. You know, so I, <laughs> anything that's on, you know what's on my mind because I that's ask you a question. That's a nosy guy right there. <laughs> hey, questions, what, questions, what, questions. What kind of vine is that? Yeah. yeah. What kind of so, tree is that? So uh, uh, whatever's <laughs> on my mind, I asked the question. I said, I don't see this, you know, uh, I said, as far as I, I can see all your, all, all the, the trackers and all that, I said, they're highly prized. And, and they do. Most of the, yes. most of the, the, the far, farmers, ranchers and all that, they pay over there, education isn't isn't free. Not even not even uh, kindergarten or grade one or whatever. And so they pay to send all of their their help, their um, their trackers, kids, and all that to school. And they're okay. talking like five, six, seven thousand dollars a month per child. African it's, dollars. Yeah, African rand. But still, I mean, it's dollars yeah, to them. It is. Yeah. It's no different than a dollar is to us here in Canada. And he, uh, I, I said, I I don't. Uh, I don't see where they're where, where they're badly treated. What, what am I missing? He says, "Well, you know, they're very, very important in, in the hunting world." And he says, "And he says, and it gives a lot of them uh, a job that they wouldn't normally have." And so he says, "Well, what are you talking about?" And he says, "Well, the houseboy, the, the that's what the, the this one little fellow was. Um, he did everything about he was roused about in that uh, yeah. at the camp and in and out of the house and all that, all did all of that stuff." He said, "The houseboy here, he said, he stutters so bad." that he couldn't have a job anywhere else. Well, Sandy and I looked at one another, and we burst out laughing. And I think it was the first time Clint thought we were rude. Yep. I, I, yep. Because the look on his face was like, wow, I never expected that from you two. And it, was, it wasn't that at all. It's just that the language is so lost on us that we had no <laughs> idea that he stuttered because we didn't understand the language in any manner. No, and, and, and I mean, it's a series of, of clicking and clicks and, and sounds like that. So we explained it to him and then he laughed along with us. Then he but, laughed along But with for us. a minute there, I was, uh, we, we both, uh, and it's bad. I mean, I burst out <laughs> laughing at most inter- inappropriate times, but you, you burst out laughing too. So I was justified. <laughs> yes. And at this house, so this was another, it was a cool thing that happened. Um, they had as a, as a house pet, a meerkat. Oh, yeah. And the meerkat loved Richard. First time anything with fur has loved me because most everything with fur knows knows what I think of them. (laughs) The cutest, cutest little thing. It was a little female meerkat and uh, got some pictures of her that, you know, maybe we'll post those up on, on Facebook. But... She loved him, and and she she laid across his forearm and wrapped her little legs around and just chittered away at him yeah. and talked away. Bird. And he tried to hand her to me, and uh, and she was having none of it, so she wanted to get down. So I put her down, but the door was open, and she scampered out the door, and I was terrified that we oh, lost yeah. this house house pet, right? Yeah. So she runs outside and she flips over a rock. She finds a bug under it. She picks it up and she brings it to Richard. It was a prize, a gift for him. Was, it was, was just... un, and we didn't get one second of it on film because us <laughs> two Canadian were just too agog about oh yeah everything cat. that was happening. We just stood there with our mouths hanging open. I was, go, wow, I this was is just, cool. I was just so happy that it wasn't a scorpion. <laughs> That's true because they do eat scorpions. Yeah, they a do lot. eat scorpions, but yeah, it was at good. This, at this camp though that we were at, and it was really cool because. <laughs> You could, from the camp, you could drive 15 kilometers in any direction and still be on the hunting concession. Yep. That's how big it was. Yeah, it was huge. So the only power that was there was the generator. And as far as, as hot water, well, they had a tank up on top of a stand, the, about 30 feet up. And that, yep. that created the pressure to, to, to create water mm-hmm. pressure. And then they had what they called a donkey. And it was basically a hot water heater that burned wood. 
So mm-hmm. so Clint went away to to, to, to go skin, skin an animal. Yeah. To skin the springbok that I'd shot. And he, and says, he said, "Can you take care of the fire?" And you never leave a Canadian in, in charge of a fire. As we just discussed, we have a lot of cold weather here, and fire is really important. So um, Richard stokes up the fire, and then he comes around to the doorway of, of the room that we're staying in. He goes, I think we better gather up everything important, and we better go for a walk. And I said, pardon? And he said, well, I'm not sure what I've what I've done, but I've heated the water too much, and it's geysering out of the release valve at they, the top of the tank. They had, a, they had a release valve in a pipe, a uh, three-quarter-inch pipe, yeah. that, that, that went up from the top of the of the water jacket on this donkey. It went up uh, above the, the, the height of the tank, so it's, it's 30 or 35 feet in the air, and it looks like Old Faithful up there. <laughs> it's releasing it. I- so we thought the whole darn thing was going to blow up and... And, and oh, if you've it was ever seen awful a hot noises. water tank blow up in a house, it can level a house. Yep. So we thought maybe a mile would do it. We uh, so we walked down the road a mile, and we <laughs> and we standing, Clint. standing there in the dark. <laughs> Clint drives up, and he says, "What are you doing out here?" He looks around. He looks at us, and he and we're standing there in the dark. He says, "See here, what are you doing out here?" <laughs> <laughs> we said we tried to blow the place up, and he just laughed. He thought that was funny. And uh, what was the other thing that happened there? Oh, yes, at that camp. We have so many stories about that camp. We, um, we There was a kitchen there, and uh, the refrigerator and the freezers all ran on propane. And then, of course, the generator uh, provided the power for anything else that we needed. So we didn't have a coffee pot, but what we had was a kettle and a French press. So that we could have our coffee, because us Canadians they're, are... They're not big on coffee over there. No, they like tea. <laughs> they like tea. We like coffee, so it's good. And uh, so we we picked up coffee, and we're taking old smokes with us this time. You betcha. So we, we picked up coffee when we got our groceries to go to this camp, and and we, we were enjoying the French press and the nice coffee and whatnot, but we left a window open one day when we went hunting, and a mongoose got in there and broke our coffee pot. Yeah, and it, it was a funny That's thing. That's not a story that you usually well, hear, my you, mongoose. You, you drive up, and of course, me and things with fur <laughs> on them, and all of a sudden, something fur jumps out this window. It's like, what on earth is that? And then we go in, and... and, and you see that it had been all over there, and it had knocked over the French press, the glass French press, and broke it and all that. Yeah. It's like crazy. I mean, yeah. We have the most damn fun. <laughs> Not many people I know have had their coffee pot broken by a mongoose. Exactly. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that's so the, about the first week is sort of taken up with some tourism things, and then we get into the series. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. He Yawn. says. He says. He's going to be. What are you, you going to hunt? Uh, well, our dad is on the list. We are. Barbary sheep. Yeah. They actually come originally from quite a ways of north there. of there, up yeah. at Chad, but they have them on, on some we're not mountains going, there. We're not going to Chad. No, we're not. No, it's not, not. a safe place. Not for well, blonde-haired, blonde-haired ladies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like to go places that are that you're, are you're, you're tradable merchandise there. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. Yeah, <laughs> that was another story. That was the first time we were there. So we're we're gonna we're gonna hunt those because they have they have some mountains here that, that uh, go up to like six seven thousand feet. Yeah. and we're gonna be go, go up and hunt Owdad. And it's June, uh, which is their winter. Which is winter there, um, Southern Hemisphere winter. The further south you go, the colder it gets. Yeah, and of course, then the elevation changes everything too. So 
but we'll probably be at Guy's own concession uh, where maybe we're going to uh, hunt some caracal. Yeah, well, there African you, links. You can actually get a license to hunt in the dark. You can mm-hmm. hunt in the dark using spotlights and, and silence. suppressed yeah. rifles. <laughs> suppressed rifles, and it costs like twenty cents for yeah. a license or something. Yeah, or it did the last time we were there. Maybe and maybe uh, I'll get taken. I'll get another one for sure. I yeah. I want to do that jackal and and uh, caracal. That's that's big on my yeah. list. Yeah, blackback jackal and caracal and the Barbary sheep. And you want to hunt for hemsbok? I think I'm going to um, hunt hemsbok, and I'm probably going to hunt um, red hearted beast. I think you might be shooting a kudu. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. a curly horn. You, you just can't shoot a bigger one than I did, that's all. Mm. That's the rule. Richard has two, well, actually he has the Richard Mellon room at <laughs> one concession that we've hunted at, um, where his photo is featured prominently with two, two, well, maybe three exceptional animals that have been taken on that property. One was the kudu, which at the time that it was hunted um, was the third largest on, in the Eastern Cape. The third largest Eastern Cape, yep. And yep. then uh, and the Niala, yeah. which is just over in the corner over here. That's an incredible specimen. And then the waterbuck. Yeah, the waterbuck yeah. was another Waterbuck was big another yeah. big animal. So That's what I love about going with Guy, though. I mean, he understands hunting, and, and it's so important. And that, so do his guides. Yeah, and, and they, don't, they don't want you to shoot anything that you wouldn't yeah. shoot, right? Well, that was the story like, the first time that we were there. We saw a lot of kudu, and a lot of people call him the gray, the ghost, mm-hmm. right? The gray ghost, yeah. The gray ghost. Yep. And uh, they don't always see a kudu when they when they put it on their list to hunt. But we we were waved off. You were waved off by a number, like from a number of yep. you know that it yep. just well this looks like it's a good specimen. They said no, 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 we can do better. And we were very grateful that they had because well, that one, and it's a You don't know that. I mean, I mean, uh, it's like bringing somebody to come hunt on our, our land here. And we have big whitetail here in Alberta, yeah. of course, for land, the big whitetail. But, I mean, if you, you take a, a nicely balanced, uh, uh, you know, five by five, uh, 140 buck, and I could tell you it's a monster. And people are going to, because it looks the monster. You just need to know, you know, you need to be, have looked at a lot of them, tell the difference between, between it and a 165 or 170 buck. Yeah. You know. People not knowing, so I mean, the first kudu I would have shot the first one, and he tells me later it was a forty-two inch kudu. Yeah, you know, the one I ended up shooting was fifty-six inches. Yeah, but you, you just don't know. Yeah, you know, there's so much that goes into the, well, the judging of that. Right? Well, they're very different from what we hunt, and the method of judging them is different as well. Well, so. this niala is cool too because the, we we looked at a couple, and the one was just gorgeous, gorgeous, and I says, "What is that?" He says, "Twenty-six inch." Well. Most people would, would, would jump all over the very yeah. first 26-inch Niala they ever saw because, yeah. you know, a lot of people shoot a lot smaller than that. Yes. I says, are you sure? He says, oh, no. He says, we can do better. When I shot this, and I said to him, I says, okay, before the tape measure ever hits it, he said, I said, how big is it? He says, 30 inches. He says, maybe. He says, it'll be close. Turned out it was 29 and 5 eighths Yeah. <laughs> Didn't miss like, by much. These people have a remarkable ability. Yeah. Although they're a little bit worried about the owl dad because it's not something they hunt. Yeah. And so he, he he's counting on me to, to have uh, be able to figure out how to judge owl dad. So I got a hold of some friends that are down in um, Texas. Uh, well, they they hunt in uh, in West Texas. They're in actually in New Mexico. Ah, okay. Uh, Las Cruces. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they've they've killed a lot of really good dad down there, so they've sent me pictures. I think I got it figured. Good. I think I got it figured. Good. <laughs> anyway, we, either we'll, way, we'll we're going to have fun. a pile of fun, and we're going to see some new country. We're going to see some of the same country. 
Um, lots of times we bring the rain when we go yeah. there. Africa is so big. People don't understand. How many countries are in Africa? There are 54 countries 54 in the countries. continent of, of Africa. Yeah. So when people say Africa, uh, it could be anywhere from the top, like up to Egypt, Egypt yeah. all the way down to South Africa, which is the, the tip. And we have hunted now all of South Africa up to Namibia and Botswana and that kind of stuff. That's talking about like covering, you know, six or seven of or or more of, of the big Western states. You know, like, I mean, that's a lot of traveling. Yeah, it is a lot of traveling. And we and we we did most of the travel that we've done is by vehicle. But it's fascinating because it's just different from home. So. So we, I mean, for them, it's, it's driving down a, a highway. For us, there's lots of, what kind of tree is that? How deep is that lake? Uh, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the great thing. I mean, as we've hunted with people all over the world now, we yeah. like to, to get, like, get immersed right into the culture. Yeah. So go live with them, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be dropped into a... Uh, a luxury hotel with no, a swimming pool? No, I don't pool? want that. Like, I mean, we've we've done that, especially when, yes, when we, we went uh, deep sea fishing. Yeah, you get dropped off, and it's like you, you could be in, you could be anywhere in in North America, and, yeah. and you know, it's no different. You don't know. Well, it's com- It's certainly comfortable and and quite luxurious and and all the rest. But we've always said that we prefer cold food, warm beer, and good hunting. Absolutely. So, you know. Um, is it nice to have a luxury or two here and there? Absolutely. But but the reason that we're going is for the experience. And, and you were talking about immersing and being part of the family and, and that we have been welcomed into many family homes. Yeah. But the food is the other thing that's really important to us when we travel is just to be part of that whole cultural experience includes food. And it's always three meats on the menu. <laughs> In South Africa, And we're yeah. kind of meatitarians. <laughs> So we like that. Well, and and I mean Alberta, Alberta beef is is world renowned, and we're yeah. we're, we're justifiably proud of, proud of it. But we we won't eat beef for a month. No, nope. we'll be gone. No, we'll, we'll, we'll eat, eat just about anything we'll else. We'll eat um, uh, blue wildebeest, uh, blue wildebeest tenderloin stuffed with um, feta cheese, feta cheese in over the barbecue, the bride. Grape leaves, yeah. Oh, so good. And so they, good. They have like, there's over 40 species, uh, you know, indigenous species of big game in, mm-hmm. in South Africa alone. So, I yeah. mean, there is so many different things on the uh, on the uh, menu. On the menu. <laughs> yeah. Sausage and They bacon. do a lot of sausages. Yeah. One thing I noticed about their sausages too, one of the spices they really like is nutmeg. Yes, they and do. That sounds kind of repulsive in a in a sausage until you eat it. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely delicious. And oh, then... Yeah. Um, uh, what is the dried, uh, biltong? Biltong. Yeah. Yeah. Kudu biltong. Everything's kudu biltong. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of a joke because it's the most popular meat. And and so whether it was roadhog or whatever, it's always called kudu. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's just a dried meat. So it's, it's kind of like our jerky, except it's not salted or anything. Yeah. And it's a little, it's not as, uh, moist. In most cases, it's more. It's, it's more, much more dehydrated. It's paper thin. Yeah. It's paper thin, uh, and uh, and smoked. Yeah. So good. It is. So good. You start yeah. eating it, and you just can't quit. Yeah, I know. And we and we end up stopping along the way and stocking up on 
on bags of biltong. <laughs> and that and and we have to go to Steers. That's like almost the first stop. It's like a <laughs> it's like a Burger King, but better. <laughs> Really good, true good stuff. burgers. True yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed that, and uh, and every gas station has those meat pies. Oh yes, that's good too. Yeah, they are. I God knows how much salt's in them. That's part of what makes them taste so good. We just <laughs> we just turn off that filter when we, when we go away. How much salt is in this? We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and the really great thing is the friends that we're going with. She is a wine connoisseur. I'm not going to call her a wino because that might insult her. <laughs> but I'm going to be a wino. Uh, so we've already made a pact that the boys can sit around and, uh, you know, do what they do. And her and I are going to sit out under the stars. Get we plowed. might be, we, yeah, well, <laughs> enjoy our wine anyway. So we'll have lots of really cool things to show people and, to, and please watch for updates on. Um, on Facebook, because we'll be posting quite yep. a bit. Yep. And it will form part of a show. We don't know whether it's going to be on Trapping Inc. or if it'll be a, a different title. We, we, have a, I, I, we do have a different uh, series coming. Yeah, a different title to, uh, to launch. So that's more exciting things in the future. But we invite you to come along on the adventure, because uh, as much fun as we have, enjoying our adventures ourselves we have even more fun sharing it with people because absolutely. a lot of people uh, absolutely you know for for a number of different reasons can't get there on their own and uh, and so we really enjoy bringing those things right into your living room we have lots of lots of folks come up to us and say it's like being there and mm -hmm. that is that is mind-boggling praise you yeah, know i mean it, that ma it makes you feel pretty special it does make you feel pretty special and we're just really quite humbled and grateful that we get to, you know, we find ourselves on these adventures that are just really out of this world opportunities. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. well, let's wrap it up because um, we're not packed either. Yeah, by we, the way, we got, we got packed. <laughs> four Somebody days to go, said we at got work, packed. yeah, four <laughs> sleeps. Somebody at work said, "Are you packed?" And I said, "Are you kidding? This is what happens when I pack. <laughs> I pack, and then he comes along and goes, "Hey, did you remember?" And I go, "I don't know." So then I unpack, and I find that, oh, yes, I did pack that. So then I pack it again, and then could be hours, could be a couple of days. Did you remember this? And I unpack it again. So now I just have little piles of everything all over the spare bed in, um, in the spare bedroom. And, yeah. That's kind of what my laundry day looks like. <laughs> it does, actually. He has a ma magic sock drawer. Yeah, fills all on its own. I don't have to do anything. There's always clean socks in there. <laughs> he leaves them on the bathroom floor, and guess what? They end up back in a drawer somewhere. They're well trained. <laughs> they are. Here, somebody is. <laughs> Tell these folks how much fun we've had. We have had a pile of fun bringing this to you, and we really are grateful that you watch and that you listen, and uh, we look forward to bringing you the ne next chapter of our Excellent adventures. <laughs> well, Rich and Sand's excellent adventures. <laughs> and we'll probably get caught for the copyright on that one. Oh, <laughs> we Disregard. Will, we will try and keep you updated from uh, Africa. We don't always have much for, for coverage. There's no way we're going to upload any uh, any video, but we will get pictures up. 
and thank goodness we can uh, we can go away and leave the house in the care of our fabulous children who yeah. <laughs> who dive right in and well, and when when mom and dad go away, they go, "Hey, sign me up. We'll come and live the, out the country for the, a while." The fridge and the freezer will be empty. Yeah, and the pantry well, and- that's okay. <laughs> Small price to pay. Small price to pay. Anyway, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for listening. Maybe we'll see you down the line. Thank you.